Welcome to the Digging Dexter podcast with Victor. And uh, Colton Duffy. Welcome back. This is Colton. Hello, whore. (laughs) And hello, whores out there. I always love the term, hello, whore. You say, like, whore, whore. Hello, whore. <laughs> God, that is I. That is the best thing of season six so far. It, it was so cringy, the way he <laughs> says it, but it was so funny. I don't know why. Like, let me, let me tell you something. If my, and I have this relationship with my wife, so I can do this. If my wife's hormones weren't going crazy, I would literally go to bed in a little while and just be like, hello, whore. <laughs> Trust me, she would laugh, but her homo- her her hormones are a little crazy right now. <laughs> we are season six, episode ten. The Ricochet Rabbit. Which and by the way sounds like a sex toy. Speaking of horse. Uh, the Ricochet. Oh yeah, yeah. Hello, whore. Um this episode, so it's kind of crazy. All of a sudden, we were like talking about the reveal, the Brian Moser, and it's like all of a sudden we are like two episodes and we're done with this season. <laughs> um, kind of fast how this whole thing came together. Um, this episode, um, God, there's like a lot of stuff in it. It gets really hard to, you know, we, we were so able in the beginning of the season to do Dexter, Deb and like DDK. And now like everything is so intertwined. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and we were talking, just trying to fit everything in and I mean, whatever, uh, so season six, episode 10. Let's see. Two last episodes. Okay. I'm just putting my mind together of where it is. I guess let's start out with Deb and everything that isn't Dexter and DDK. Okay. And, and we'll put stuff together there. Uh, let me grab to my notes. Uh, I, I mean, I kind of have her storyline starting out that she finds the church and she just has this panic attack. Yeah. Um. And I guess it's because she ends up finding out it's because of funerals. I didn't sort of honestly, I did not get, I did not get where that was coming, going to. And this is after watching it. Like I, to be honest, every episode at this point, I've watched now three times since we started doing this. So what time this is done with, I've watched this season all the way through three times, technically. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I still, to this day, don't understand what it was about the church that, I feel like they're, it was kind of like they're forcing like um, a part of the storyline onto her by doing that. Now, I think it is kind of appropriate, I guess, that they're using the church considering how big the church becomes in the last episode. So that's kind of a neat little like, I guess, like little Easter egg maybe that they're doing. I don't know. I don't know how to exactly say that, but as as a, a virgin viewer of the show 2011 Colton watching it, I don't get it. I don't really understand i i I didn't get it either part of me thinks the connection they tried to make was deb goes in the church has a panic attack when she's in therapy she relates churches to funerals do you do you do that do you do that too no no i I know some people do I relate hospitals to death. Um, I, I am one of those. I, I don't dislike hospitals like some people do. I do relate hospitals to death, though. But, I mean, I was, my daughter was born in a hospital, so it's not all bad. Yeah. Um, churches, I grew up really, like, in a really religious household. So, um, 
churches to me, I don't. It's, I, I associate more churches with I'm Southern. I was raised Southern Baptist, so it's casseroles, Sunday service, and um, that's it. <laughs> and <laughs> and honestly, weddings. I I think I consider churches more with weddings than anything. Even though I wasn't mm. even married in a church, so yeah. Um. So I I and the realization is that what I think they're trying to tell us, church death you know her boyfriends who have died and how dexter made her feel or dexter was her security blanket afterwards Mm -hmm. because like in therapy and we kind of got this over the past episode or a day or two you know in the dexter world that she completely flips on like remember because was it last episode she's like i need a chair you're a table yeah yeah and now she's like, oh, my God, Dexter, you're so sweet. Um, <laughs> um, well, God, what I have here. I'm sorry. I'm trying to read my notes here. I was, have to see how it plays out. But it seems like Deb completely flipped and is like driving the car. Oh, she, I think I think part of she's kind of talking herself into realizing she loves Dexter because, you know, she's the therapist acts about her and she's like, yeah, when I was younger, I used to go in his room and. I was scared and I thought it was sweet. You know, it, it's sort of like, like the therapist isn't even therapist is kind of just like letting her go along. And it's like, yeah, I, I like, I bet you afterwards this session, if that therapist called her friend, she'd be like, yeah, I think I have a patient who loves her brother. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I completely agree with that. The, the whole thing is, I just feel like the therapist is like just letting her kind of go with it. It's just like, okay, like this is a whole nother level that we got to work on. Cause <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like she said last episode, like, do you want to, do you want to see, do you want to do this two times a week? <laughs> you know, I'm open for three at this point. <laughs> um, and I guess I see, I start blending these episodes all together because I thought this was the episode Deb confronts uh, Matthews on, the realization, but Deb, you know, Matthews too. calls, Matthews calls Deb to have dinner and sort of at the same time, she receives all the personal belongings of this Jessica Morris was just the, uh, the dead prostitute in the hotel a few episodes ago. And, mm-hmm. you know, us, the viewer, we know it's Matthews, but Deb does not know it yet. Interesting enough. I, um, I mean, we we are recording this the day after we recorded, uh, episode nine, get mm-hmm. Geller. Uh, same person who, uh, well, her husband agreed that um, the incest was there. Uh, we were talking on Twitter, and then I said, like, hey, do you agree with Colton that, like, it's it's uh, LaGuerta behind this, feeding oh. the info to uh-huh. whatever? She responded, I think, uh, let me read here. Uh, you think LaGuerta is the one feeding info to the dead? Yes. And then she and she she claims herself, this is Gianna again, she claims herself, um a multiple time watcher. She does like once a year, reads all the books, oh, like okay. a super fan, like, like, you know, um, and she, her response was, I'm not sure I wouldn't put it past her, but she was pretty adamant that Deb closed the case. So if she did, she was snooper, super sneaky about it, mm-hmm. which that's my, that's my view on it. Like, I, I think that it's, she's playing both sides. Like I said, I just, I really get this weird little feeling that, and I, and t- like I said, I don't remember if they ever even bring this up again. So you you said it plays a bigger key, um, I think, later on, right? Like this has implications later on, right? But not the implications you're talking of. 
Okay. Like you're like <laughs> you're uh, you're small. Not you're not small scale. You're you're thinking it's going to be like about A, and it's actually going to be about like B. Okay. I like I said I I don't know. Something yeah. about just the way that he said that, and like I said, I could be reading too much into the show, but I just really like that idea in my head that Lagorda is that cunning, I guess, and manipulative. I and sure in what she does, which she is good. I mean, she's very good at what she does. Yeah. So, yeah. And then we we get to see that like Deb Deb now makes the realization that it was Matthews, you know, through this flower mm-hmm. card. I wonder if, I mean, I know like working at a funeral home we can't get any info from a flower shop if like someone sends flowers and there's no like name on it. I don't know if you just call and say you're Miami Metro. They just fucking give you all this information. (laughs) Uh, But that's how Deb makes the connection uh, uh, about the two. And and I guess we could go into a lot more about the Deb and Dex stuff. Like when the realization, I think, I mean, I'm 99% sure that's next episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I feel like we have a lot more to talk about there. Yeah. Dexter comes home and and it's Jamie and Lewis there. Funny thing I found in the uh, IMDb trivia. D- do you know who the Avett brothers are? The band? I really don't. I kept meaning to look up if that was even a real band, but I was pretty sure it was because I, I know the name, but yeah. So I grabbed this from IDB Trivia, and I did not uh, double-check it, so I'm just going to take it for what it's worth. Uh, reading straight from IMDB here, Jamie mentions that she and her boyfriend, Lewis are going to an Avid Brothers concert. Jennifer Carpenter, who plays Deborah, mm-hmm. uh, later becomes engaged and married to Seth Avid. Is it Avid or Averett? Avid. She becomes engaged to Seth Averett, which is one of the members of the band. Huh. Um, so I wonder if that was like intentional or not. Were they? Never know. Did they get divorced? Did him and um, um, did Michael C. Hall and her oh. get divorced during the course of the show? I know that they got married during the course of the show. Yeah, um, uh, it was a it was a year after. I think it was like married at the end of season three and divorced by the end of season four. Oh, so their marriage was really short. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was like a year. And and don't hold me to the exact thing. It might it might have been quicker shorter than a year and it wasn't like you know september to september when i want they filmed this shit way way different when i want to say i remember and i know this is this is like gossip territory now but i want to say i remember like reading somewhere that when they got a a divorce that like i want to say it was during the show because people were worried it was going to affect the show and they were both like no like we're still friends like it's just it did not work out we're good like it is what it is i bet Michael C. Hall is a, I don't even want to say out there. I think he's like an eclectic dude because he has this crazy rock band. Uh, Do you even know he has like this rock band? I did not. He has this rock band that he's like, it's like, I, I, you know what? I can't even classify what it is. I've seen clips of it. Um, yeah, like he, he does, he does. It's funny because he's like a well-known star. But he's never been in anything big. Like I know Dexter is big. I know Six Feet Under is big. But he hasn't. He's not like a. I don't know. He was only in I, one I movie even. that I can think of, and I can't even remember the name of it. I think it was like Paycheck. Gamer. Game. Oh, Gamer. I, I thought there was another one where it was during the course of Dexter and Six Feet Under. It's called like Paycheck or something like that. He plays like a an agent or a detective or something. But he literally is dressed like he is from Six Feet Under. Like he wears a suit. Like he doesn't look any different. 
Uh, and I think there's sorry I killed you, darling, or sorry, darling, or kill um, your darling. He's done stuff. It's just not. He seems the type of dude like he wants to take something because he's interested in the role and not necessarily the money. Yeah. Although he sort of drained the Dexter show from all their budget. because <laughs> He got so much money per episode, which is why you see the shitty cell phones and shitty emails <laughs> or that's laziness. I don't know. I don't know how you draw that line. Um is this regarding Lewis's serial killer game? Is was this your uh, killer cut of the week, or is this just a a, a line oh, you liked? Yeah, it, that's what it was. I re- I just looked over and I realized I misspelled it, anyways. But um, yeah, no, that this was it when he's showing um Lewis the serial the the thing because the uh, game here lately I kind of noticed that a lot of the voiceovers gotten really bad really bad really bad right but something about this little throwaway line that they did with him where he's like oh yeah you can be bundy gay wait wait wait, wait. Oh, don't, sorry, don't sorry. give it away don't don't, don't whoa right. whoa don't uh don't give away the cow if you can get the milk. Oh, i didn't know that i didn't know for certain you were gonna do the it. killer okay you can set it up up until the, the part so he's um, showing Lewis um, the game that he's creating, and you find out that you can be a serial killer in it. You can be the serial killer. What? See, uh, you have these character choices. You can be uh, Dahmer, Jack the Ripper, the Bay Harbor Butcher. I am the Bay Harbor Butcher. This game, first of all, I have no... The the how they try to make this connect that Lewis needs Dexter's approval on a video game. Daddy and issues. <laughs> daddy issues, like friend issues, like everything issues. But what what floors me, and I almost can't talk about it. Dexter's wife got murdered by a serial killer, and here he is bringing this serial killer game to Dexter. So here I, I am. I, I always honestly, bitch, I, I didn't even I always connect bitch that about. I always bitch about how these seasons never connect, and it's like it seriously is like they completely. I, I don't even know why they would like. Had they not did something, how did someone in the writers' room not say, "Lewis is going to bring the serial killer game to him," and someone doesn't stop and say, "Wouldn't it be a little weird for someone?" Like it's like what the hell? Well, no, that would even have made it even better. He could have easily done that and been like, "Yeah, you could be the Bay Harbor Butcher or Trinity." And then he's like, "Trinity," he's like, "Like the person who killed my wife or something like that." And then all of a sudden, like you could see Lewis, like it all of a sudden collect, like, "Oh shit, I didn't think about that." Like there's real people, you know, they could have done something like that. That would have anything besides what they did. And 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 on top of it, I I don't even know why Lewis needs Dexter's approval on it. Besides, he like admires him. But it's like a like a video. Like, why would and why would he think Dexter likes this stuff? Like, I don't necessarily love funeral director stuff. Like, I'm interested in it, but I'm not like I don't know, man. It's I, such a it's I, such a bad. I work in car insurance. I don't give a shit about car insurance other than I need it. Like, that's... don't you have a a, a a a car insurance tattoo? Like, Geico? <laughs> definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right. Okay. Uh, that's kind of. Oh, go ahead. I did want to bring up something on this one, and so go ahead. 
because this is this for whatever reason it clicked on this episode to me a little like weird thing that i noticed and i really want zach i should have totally messaged him i completely forgot um the timeline where we're at right now do you have an idea because i i don't know where we're at from the episode one how many days weeks are we from episode one if you talk about whatever you're going to talk about, I can pull it up or I can just keep talking to sort of no, fill the time and pull yeah, it up. Yeah, if you can look ahead, that up. Ahead. So the reason I'm wanting to ask this is him – so Dexter has come home almost every single episode or every other episode and has come in with Jamie there babysitting and has been like, hey, I know that I'm totally here, but I need you to stay late tonight or I need you to cancel this. I need you to take the baby and go here. I need you to go to the Ritz Carlton. I need you to do that. This is like the worst baby. I It is so hard for me to find a babysitter for my baby, let alone would I feel the nerve that I could just come in at any given moment and just be like, hey, I need you to cancel plans. I am, oh, your boyfriend's here? F that. I don't care no more. Like, I need. Hey, can you go to the concert another night? What? What? <laughs> Are you serious? I-, I have that information for you. So, from the start of. So, Zach has at the end of season, season five ends April 19th. And between April 19th of 2010. To October 7th, sometime in between, on this close, Sonia is replaced by Jamie Batista. Okay. So this episode, this season, season six starts out, according to Zach, who has admittedly said it got really hard to pinpoint the exact mm-hmm. time. So don't hold Zach to this or us to it. How Zach has it categorized, this season starts on October 7th. Okay. All the way, this is now, this episode ends on october 28th so this is three weeks <laughs> that's more than once a week that's more than once a week your boss is coming in saying hey i know you have a personalized fuck you i don't care like that's exactly what is happening yeah uh, um i've no, done it's it's so crazy it's so crazy and we don't even talk about because it's like how many how much can you talk about it? we don't even talk about the what an average blood spatter analyst earns in miami versus dexter having a boat a car two apartments and paying, and paying a living manny. a living banny <laughs> at this point <laughs> I, I, he's it's crazy it's he's crazy. making um what a lab tech um, if i was to guess with like hpd what they roughly make if i was to do a really rough guess if i'm comparing it to hpd which is probably going to be something similar i would say probably 50 I'd say between fifty to sixty thousand, maybe a little bit more, because he's been there a while and stuff like that. Let's say seventies, like topping it though. I know, I know, Zach's going to hit us with like what an average, whatever uh, blood spatter analyst hey, makes. Do it, do it. It ain't yeah. high. It ain't high. It ain't. It ain't to uh, an apartment and a half, a boat and whatever. Oh and hell pay a nanny. no! It's definitely not that. That apartment is definitely not cheap. Um, no, he's on the yet, water. None of this makes sense. <laughs> no. And I get fictionalized world. I understand that. You know? Sure, 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 sure. But there's just certain parts of it where I was just like, I, this is you're really pushing for me to believe this. I don't know. Let's uh, move towards Dexter and DDK and everything. Uh, so our episode kicks off immediately where it was uh, last episode where Travis, we, we we finally get the realization that, well, we see that Travis learns that we get the backstory that he had killed Geller. 
Um, I found this isn't my killer cut of the week, but Mm. I did find this line interesting. So Harry all of a sudden is like, this almost feels like the most screen time James Remar has ever gotten in a Dexter episode. Mm -hmm. And I guess they sort of been ramping up to it where Dexter is doing the I'm going to save him because this is what brother Sam told me. And Harry, you never did that to me. Um, I kind of like this line, and I guess it's, I don't want to say it's meta where the show's talking to us, but it, it was at least nice that they brought it up. You think Skeller is still alive? Talking to someone who isn't there. Huh. <laughs> huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so Geller reveals that Travis was delusional, and basically Travis has it completely opposite, like, he was the one ramping everything up and Geller mm-hmm. was telling him, hey, you need help. And then Travis kills him. So my question was like, I-, I wish we got to see this snap that Travis does where he just does something. He completely forgets about it. whatnot. Did he like kill Geller and that's where he snapped? You know, they say like something, something, uh, a very traumatic moment in your life. And that's where all of a sudden, like something changed where you just develop this other whatever in my head, like he stabs him with the sword and mm-hmm. all of a sudden he turns into whatever. And I know, I know we're going to talk about what has happened earlier in mm-hmm. his life. Um, it just, I, I, I don't know where the selling point where I'm supposed to believe Travis has these like two personalities, you know? Well, so to me, okay, I, I've got a couple things on this one just because of my like my little bit of fascination with crime, like you know, true crime, serial killers, um, things like that. Like, you know, and I'm, trust me, people write in and tell me that I'm not, I'm talking out my ass because I there's certain things I don't know. I, there's a lot of things I don't know, but <laughs> I know <laughs> one of the things that, um, I know that's kind of consistent with a lot of serial killers is like the first time they kill somebody with a lot of people, it's a, and I'm putting quotations here. It's an accident. So like really prime example of that. I always remember is I believe it's John Wayne Gacy. The first uh, person that he killed was, it was a kid he had picked up as a prostitute like type situation. The guy kid had made him breakfast and came into the bedroom with the breakfast. And he had like a knife for like the butter or whatever. And John Wayne Gacy says that he thought he had a knife to stab him to steal his money. So he choked him out and killed him that way because he thought he was trying to steal from him. So it was an accidental killing. And then he went on his actual killing spree. So, you know, it's not a real accident, obviously. Now, um, that's kind of what they are making this seem like. Like he accidentally, once again, quotations here, he accidentally killed Geller by stabbing him with a sword. And then that's what kind of triggered all of this. But my whole thing on this is as well is Geller's been gone. He's been dead for three years. So that means for three years, what has Travis been doing? Because he hasn't been doing these killings for three years. So does that mean for three years he's been having imaginary Geller like with him and they've been plotting this? Like there's just there's a lot of like loopholes and I'm not I'm not I'm really not trying to pick apart the show, but this is a laziness of the reveal at this point that a lot of things are not clicking and they're not making any sense. It kind of feels like they got lazy and then they also made the character Dexter lazy. Um I just want to re go over something. I don't does is it an accidental 
Travis accidentally kills him, or does he rage and kill him? No, that I don't. I really don't know. That's why I'm saying. I I think he. It, it, I, I, I don't know. I, I I think the way they imply it is he killed him out of anger because Geller was saying like, no, we aren't. We aren't religious like fanat like nuts. Okay, like you you are you are delusional and you need help. And then he got angry and killed him. Uh, regardless, your point stands. Like, what was he doing these three years? I wish the season when it started out, I wish they would give some context as to why now, you know, like what occurred um, to make him do this now, because right. then my whole thing comes in and I had messaged you about this is in this reveal. We find out now all of a sudden Travis is like, okay, now he knows, knows what's going on. And now he's putting the blame on Dexter. Well, so now this whole time is he now realizing what's happened and so there's no longer he's no longer visualizing Geller. Well then how does that work? Like why didn't something snap along the way before this? Like the ugh. snap he does from I don't want to do this, it's Geller making me do this too. I'm now going to recruit two people to completely I mean, if if you want to take it at face value, you can just say, Hey, uh, Travis is crazy. And that's just what a crazy person does. Yeah. But there's not like, it's not, it's not a uh, viable as a viewer. You know, it, it's just, it just feels like Travis is one way and now he's back on the other way. So he goes from mm -hmm. completely innocent puppy. Please help me. Geller is so strong to I'm going to get doomsday Adam and Beth and we're going to like fucking do this ourselves. Like mm -hmm. it's a huge, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. And again, you if, if if we're just uh if we're just skating along, it's like, yep, Travis is crazy, and that's what Travis is gonna do. And we just keep rolling along with the show. But he, yeah, but like I said, he hasn't done like he's held a job this whole time. You know, he's had a normal life, he had his sister. Um, I mean, there's uh, yeah, I could go on and on. It's yeah. Uh so like I mentioned, now operating from Geller's blogs, Travis finds uh he needs two profits now. Or whatever, yeah. People on his team, uh, the girl who plays the woman who plays uh, George, uh, Beth Adams. Do you remember her from anything? I mm -mm. think she's something else too. Do you remember there was this show on TBS? I think it was called The Boys. Uh, uh there was The Boys on Amazon. No, 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 not not Netflix. It was on Oh My Boys, My Boys. But I swore she was in something else. I saw recently. If I could, I know um, who Doomsday Adam Dexter. is. Ozark, Ozark. She was on Ozark. She's the uh, she's the bar owner. Oh, okay. Who was uh, Doomsday Adams? Did you ever watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia? No. Uh, um, D starts dating this rapper named Little Kevin, and Doomsday Adam is Little Kevin, and it's it's a whole side story. Like she's dating him. She thinks she's dating this famous rapper, and everybody's like, "No, he's." And I'm sorry if this offends anybody. I'm really sorry about this, but they're like, "No, he's like he's retarded," and comes to find out she can't tell if he's a rapper and he talks the way that he does or if he's special needs. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a whole side thing and he right. ends up like leaving her and it turns out he is like a real rapper. He has all this money. It's it's, it's a really That's fun, funny. Yeah. It's always sunny. So it's, it's different, but I love it <clears throat> for, I have to always make sure like as much as I knock this show, I always have to try and give it credit. I love her role. Like she's this like, yeah, yeah. Like, you could tell she's her husband just pushes her along because mm -hmm. 
he wants to do it, but she's like, I, I guess so. Like, I like I like uh, how skittish she plays. I guess mm-hmm. is my. Um. So, oh God. Well, she's obviously so, a cool wife. Like, if some random person shows up at the house and she has cheese and crackers ready. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, they weren't expecting anybody to come over, and she's like, "Oh, well, I got some cheese and crackers." Like, right? Hell yeah, I'll come hang out with y'all, even though y'all are kind of weird. <laughs> like, this sounds awesome. Velveeta and Ritz all day. <laughs> oh, I think you, we had a conversation once about Velveeta cheese, right? I don't I bet know you if I go through my. I think I think it was on our Facebook message. I don't even know why I brought it up, but you 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 told me this whole breakdown of how Vel- Velveeta cheese is different from regular cheese. Yeah. or something. It's a cheese product. <laughs> It's there you a, go. It's there a cheese product. Velveeta cheese is used to make queso. So if you're going to eat queso with chips, you have you're to. starting again. Yeah. You have to use <laughs> Velveeta. You can't use real cheese. Anybody that's using real cheese to make queso, you're wrong. Your whole life is wrong. Don't do it. No. Well, welcome to the Digging Velveeta <laughs> podcast. I don't even like Velveeta. That's the thing. I really don't like Velveeta. But if I'm going to make queso, now you got to use Velveeta. Anyways, I di- digress. Let's do it. <laughs> This uh, podcast sponsored by Kraft. Um, is Kraft if behind only, it? No, if, no? On, oh. <laughs> if only. So Dexter's on this goose chase for Holly Benson. He goes to her apartment, gets this address uh, from the house about Peter Grant, where the yacht is. And we. this is how we get the term ricochet rabbit. Mm-hmm. I did not do any research as to what the connection here is. Um, so... In, when they were canvassing the church, they found this uh, medicine pill t- bottle, canis- pill bottle, and uh, the doctor was dead. But they were able to get his files. Uh, something that is is one of the things I was like, "Holy shit!" I never even put this together. I'm gonna play what Deb says is basically wrong with Travis. Like everything that that they come to uncover about him. Okay. Breaks with reality. Jesus, violent tendencies since childhood, lack of empathy, master manipulator, delusions of grandeur. Makes sense. Fucker wants to end the world. What's that? Travis is psych file. More like psycho file. That was a complete sociopath. Shit, it says here the shrink thought he killed his parents. So, something that occurred to me, did you pick up on this too? Or am I uncovering something here? Uh, no. no. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. No. I don't know if it was intentional, but I'm going to file this under lazy. This is now the second guest star who's a serial killer who killed both his parents and his sister. Remind you of anybody? Killing three people? Trinity. Yeah, I was going to say Trinity. Like, can you put that serial killer mold and do something <laughs> different, please? Isn't that Michael Myers too? Didn't isn't that what Michael Myers did? <laughs> I don't. Did he kill his parents? I know he killed his sister. I remember that. I thought he killed his parents, but I don't remember. I mean, he may have. Um, yeah, it's just like God. We're, we're going to do this again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think it's season eight. I think the the brain surgeon kills. Yeah, he kills his mother. Um, so so we learned that like Travis is is a whole nother type of crazy. I wish this show would have shown that or done it better than him fake talking to uh, uh, Geller and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Something we kind of brought up off air and uh, we were talking here just like how strong, how much James Remar is in this episode. And like 
to me, they've never they've only had this tension in season two where Dexter realizes like, you know, what Harry kind of how Harry created Dexter and this monster mm-hmm. um, like he's not. See, it's such a weird thing to talk about because like Harry is a character, but we have to picture much like Travis. This is Dexter in his own head. Yeah. And we, when you actually think about it, it's fucking weird. And it's and really weird. We never talk about how crazy Dexter is, but Dexter is fucking crazy. He is full you know? on. Like, he makes life decisions based on talking to Ghost Dad. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> like, but, like, I, I guess what the episode or the writers are trying to tell us is the way Travis deals with how Geller. God, this is so confusing. The way Geller Travis dealt with Geller actually being dead, and he kind of goes mm-hmm. on 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 whatever, is creating some tension between Dexter and Harry, and how Harry never like just automatically assumed Dexter was going to be a monster and never even tried to help him. But like we kind of did this already in season two, so it's kind of a retread of a plot line. Um, I guess it's a little stronger this episode because, and we'll get there where at the end where you know Dexter sort of. Um, swipes swipes at harry for lack of a better term when so batista gets this uh lewis is able to uncover where this doomsday adam is goes to the house strikes me as a little odd that and and we are just slamming this episode (laughs) strikes me a little strikes me a little odd that batista goes in by himself with no backup no no, and i know he i know he calls quinn quinn doesn't show up once, like, fine, Batista goes inside by himself, fine. Once he sees that he, they have all these Geller books, why not just say, have a good day and, like, leave? You know, it's no so way. odd that he doesn't go, like, back up or anything. Yeah, no, um, n- never. I would, working my old job and stuff like that, you never, that is the one thing you learn. You never confront anybody. You never address anything in the field. You don't do it. That's a. That and we're is, talking about, like you said a few episodes before. This is nationwide. Like everyone knows, there's these yeah. doomsday killers going on. Like how is Batista just walking in there? No, you, you don't know, do that. Just, and and oh, uh, we'll see how this you know plays out next episode. I do remember when Dexter finally finds and uh, to, to to bring up the laziness. Um, Dexter gets these security cameras to find out where the boat is, what the boat where it went whatnot that same footage when dexter calls this in wouldn't he also be found going on the boat um you know what i'm saying wait what so dexter finds these security cameras and sees travis leaving Mm -hmm. on the boat i mean this is a whole we (sighs) It's almost like I don't want to bring it up because I we just end up shitting on this episode so hard. We're talking about Dexter being on a boat in a marina mm-hmm. where you have to assume there may be cameras. Oh, so you're saying that the, like, Dexter would be on not necessarily the camera where the boat was taken from, but the cameras in the marina themselves. You know, right. I guess that's what. But he also went at night. You know, he's I would I will say no, this. He didn't go at night. I thought he, he went was, to the. Oh, he, he, uh, to get the security cameras, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what, too, and something that like you're talking about this huge Miami Metro manhunt for 
Travis Marshall. Dexter calling from his cell phone 911. These are just details I'm not supposed to care about, but I always assume that was his, his burner voice. phone. Oh, oh yeah. Maybe. And maybe. Uh, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I I actually thought that too, but then I was like, you know what? That's got to be his burner phone. Like, he's, it's got to be, he has his Dexter phone. And then when he's in the Dexter, uh, the killer uniform, yeah. his outfit, then that's, he carries a burner phone. I've always, that's how I've always put it in my head, at least. And, and to be fair, like, this is not stuff I'm supposed to care about. Like I'm, re- I'm only doing this because I'm on, a, I'm on a podcast. Yeah, I completely, I completely passed up my uh, killer cut of the week. Oh, the killer, the killer cut of the week. Cut of the week. Um. Hello, whore. <laughs> Hello, whore. <laughs> I could sit here for 20 minutes and just do. Hello, whore. Hello, whore. Here. Hello, whore. Um. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? He's not even scary whenever he's walking in. Like, and he even says, like, I get what you're trying to do. It's like, he's like, you're supposed to be terrifying. But I'm just like, oh, look, it's young Tom Hanks. Like, just coming in with a shirt yeah, tucked yeah. in. Like, it's not even. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm more like, I want him to, like, read me a bedtime story more than I'm, like, scared of him. <laughs> I remember watching in 2011 when Dexter finds the boat and he thinks he has Travis and the guy's like in this spacesuit, whatnot. He goes to stab him. I thought that was Travis back. If this was 2011 and I pause it right there, I thought that was Travis. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Just and, and it, I, I think I just got caught up in it. You know, okay. I, you, you, you completely I completely forgot about Doomsday Adam. Um when they do that reveal, it's like, oh shit. Um, this is the third season in a row where Dexter has to make the decision: do I turn in the villain, or do I do I yeah do I turn in the villain? Or do I kill him? Mm-hmm. And you would think after season four, where not turning in the villain cost him his wife, you would think they would do something else. <laughs> you know, somehow maybe there's blackmail. And it's crazy because next season they do something that they just squash in one episode where Dexter has to like kill people in order to get someone. Um, they, they make him like a hitman for someone else. Um, you have ghost in there. Or the- I think it's our dryer actually. <laughs> uh, no, it was just the face you're making. I was like, Oh my God. Oh, I was like, I heard um, heard noises. I think it was our dryer. We had dryer balls, you know, the balls that like help knock out like mm-hmm. the lint and things. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I just wish they would do something better with the serial killer instead of Dexter have to face this same exact problem, you know, three episodes, three seasons in a row. Um, I agree. Like, but that's kind of one of my things on this one. And I mentioned that at the beginning of this of us recording this is Deb's career is literally on the line, basically, of them finding the Doomsday Killers and solving this at this point. That's a good that's a good point. And his whole thing is nope, I need my slide. I need my trophy. I have to get this. And and I get that he's he's got his dark passenger and he needs to kill, but killing Travis is that really going to be that much more satisfying than also getting um another prostitute or another priest or whatever that's been molesting 50 kids like in episode 1. Right. I mean I don't know. I, I, I just kind of, and I don't know. I, and I, once again, I'm not, I'm actually not shitting on the show for this because I think that kind of speaks volumes to who Dexter is. Like it's, he's that, you know, selfish with himself. So 
it's they make they make a good decision. Well, they make Dexter make a good decision where you're talking about homeland security when you see like what these gases are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and why Dexter has to call it in because uh, you know Dexter is basically a superhero, but he ain't fix the fix the world if these gases get out. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not that. They don't make him that strong. Um, so it's like kudos on the show for letting yeah. making him do that. Um, and I, I, this scene always kind of jarred me just because it kind of feels like the Dexter and Harry tension. There's just not enough weight behind it. Um, when Dexter, you know, Harry kind of puts his hand on Dexter's shoulder and, you know, Dexter goes like, get away from me. Mm-hmm. You have to imagine the way we saw how crazy Travis looked talking to Geller, and it's just nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dexter has to look that crazy too, no? Well, but then I also I also <laughs> wonder: is he really? If you were like, let's just let's just hypothetical say we're we're actually standing and we're walking our dog or whatever, right? And we're walking past this boat, and we see somebody on this boat. Is he really making all those movements, or is it also we're just? And I don't know if what's more freaky, we're seeing now, or somebody talking to somebody that's really not there, or is he just standing, standing there, just staring off, and he's just working at it in his head. He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> I, like I don't so know. You you uh, you brought up something that w- where I thought you were going, but you ever play out scenarios in your head? I mean, there's like memes about it. Literally, like I come up with the best comebacks when I'm taking a shower. Yeah, I, yeah, like, yeah. You know, Twenty minutes later. So I definitely play out scenarios in my head. I wonder, and I'm I'm almost close to positive this show never actually shows us, but when Dexter is doing all of this, when he's like, get away from me, is he really just doing that in his head? And that's like an alternate, like we're literally inside Dexter's mind. Because it's kind of crazy to think about Dexter with no one touching him, just it's get it's, away from me you know to me it's got to be i guess this is like in dexter's mind right this isn't actually if you were sitting there on the side of the road you wouldn't see dexter acting like this and talking to someone you would just see dexter like moving around but mm-hmm. not talking to someone out loud that's right? I, 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 mean, I i feel it's got to be that way the same reason that like when he was talking with ghost brian and brian's like throwing him the bags of the body parts and stuff like that like is is dexter in real life like picking one up and like throwing it up in the air and then catching it you know like you know <laughs> yeah like we're both miming throwing uh, something to ourselves <laughs> such a wonderful this is such a visual podcast <laughs> um I, 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 it's got to be in his head. That's the only thing I can think of. He, he's, it's like, like I said, you're just like in a, sh- in the shower, staring off into nothing, you know, being like, yeah, when he says this, I'm going to come back at that. Like, all right. And, and they kind of did do it now that I'm thinking about, and we talked about it on Nebraska when Brian goes to stab that guy, but it's actually Dexter who does it. They mm-hmm. kind of like pan the camera. So I guess there's, there's some of that. Um, God. For for a huge show like this, there's sorry is a lot of dead ghosts around. Um, <laughs> I guess it's just, it's funny to think of like Dexter's, and I know they've been alluding to it all season, but Dexter's just as crazy as um, um as Travis. He is. He's just like a little bit more tame, I guess. You know. Yeah. Um. So you know we get we get Wormwood, and we know that's headed towards Miami Metro, kind of the way they they find the badge. 
that's all I have for this episode. I think the next two episodes, uh, I don't even know if I would call it good as much as it's fast paced. Mm-hmm. I think we've already talked about how the finale is sort of, God, I can't wait to talk about the finale because I have one huge thought that I was like, whatever, we'll get there. Um, I remember next episode, it's like fast pace. And I wonder mm-hmm. when we do when we do a it's, podcast like this where we start breaking shit down, am I just going to sit here again and just complain about the the bad stuff? Um, but I guess that's what we have next episode for. <laughs> I to be fair, I I actually know how next episode goes. I have a lot of good stuff yeah. to say about next episode. I actually I have a lot of good stuff to talk about on next episode. Yeah, I I I, I know most of it. Um, but whatever you get there. And I have this. I wonder if you think this would be fun. And maybe I'll send this to you off air. So we are coming up on Thanksgiving. Um, and we plan to finish season six. Have it on your podcast app by, you know, before the Wednesday of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I have this game that I kind of found on Facebook. And it's just like, who is the one for? And it's like blank. So I, I was thinking we could do this from the Dexter cast of like, at, you know, on, on Thanksgiving, who's the one who burns the turkey? Ah. Who's the one who came just to eat? Who's the one who didn't bring a dish, brings a different boyfriend or whatever? So I'll send you this and we could kind of to kind of uh, amp up that fa- finale episode. That'll be um, fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send. I'll actually send it to you right this now. Will be like, like, about I mean, it. that's kind of the same thing, like who would vote for who and stuff like that. I actually think that's really funny. Yeah. yeah. I uh, to me to because I think some of these episodes are so empty. Um I just sent it to you. Uh, yeah, I think it's a, a fun way to play with the cast and whatnot. Okay. I'm all about I, it. And I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you this now on air. Let's do of all, not just the main cast of where we are, take all all six seasons of all six seasons, eight seasons. Okay. So if you if one fits like the brain surgeon from season eight, like we'll, we'll answer it there. Um yeah, okay. and we'll do that. Uh, we'll do that in that finale episode. That being said, uh, I think we could close out the Ricochet Rabbit and close out. Sounds good. Hello, horror. <laughs> Hello, horror. We'll talk to you. In the- <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Go ahead, baby. Go ahead, baby. The jiggling baby. Go ahead, baby. The jiggling baby. Go ahead, baby. The jiggling baby. Go ahead, baby. I'm trying to